it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not just help the Democrats spend us into oblivion. Mitch McConnell giving away the farm and says Republicans are happy about it. This is total crap. $1.7 trillion with a T in new spending, and the establishment wants you to believe it's a good thing. Stop lying to us. Oh, they won't, uh, but we're going to you know, tell them the truth in this hour. We've got Wesley Hunt coming up from the great state of Texas, superstar representative, self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed, Best dressed man in Congress. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Nah, he's a nice guy. And Raymond Arroyo will be here. One half of the Ingram angle. We will, of course, also have your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons. You could send a smoke signal if Elizabeth Warren happens to be listening. We don't care. Fox Across America very much functioning every day as an audio safe space for cool people where you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, an independent, a libertarian. You could identify as a goat. We don't, whatever you do, I don't care. Just don't be a. That is it. Uh, big night last night. I was on the TV with Laura Ingram. If you missed it, we will post it on the Fox Cross America Facebook page later today. Uh, I will be on Waters World tonight, Jesse Waters' show. Uh, if you're still watching Fairvision tomorrow, I'm on with Sean Hannity. Friday, I will be on the Faulkner Focus with Harris Faulkner. You'll see me on Outnumbered on the couch Friday afternoon as well. And I will round out the day on The Five, where I am filling in for our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. And then dig this. I am off for six whole days. Yo, that is a big deal. I want you to understand that this has been the most insane year of my life. Okay, it began with me hosting New Year's Eve down in Nashville last year. It'll end with me hosting New Year's Eve down in Nashville again this year. But everything in between has been a bender. You know, we've probably done 50 meet and greets around the country and, you know, a couple hundred stand-up shows, various locales. Uh, I think I've been on TV maybe a thousand times. Like, it's been insane. And, uh, you know, you guys are very much the muscle behind this operation. The reason the show works, the reason it's grown the way it has, the reason my TV career has kind of picked up a little bit of steam uh, is not because I'm a star. It's because I'm surrounded by stars like yourself who get the need to inject positivity into our politics, who understand that you can make critical points while still being a force multiplier of positive energy and goodness. That's what we do on this show. So every time you see me on another new show, like, oh, Jimmy Fail is on again, you should take a little pride of ownership in creating what you've created, you know, because we very are much are a movement. Uh, on this show. We're people who care about the country. I know you're not all Republicans. I know you're not battle axe, you know, politicos who just get out of bed looking for something to hate every day. The vast majority of the people listening to the show uh, just like having a good time and discussing issues that are critical to the country. And there's a lot of you who tune in probably because you're empowered. You listen to me every day and you're like, wow, if Jimmy Fallon could get a show, I could do anything. 
And that's kind of the hook of Fox Across America. It leaves everybody listening feeling like they, too, could get a nationally syndicated talk show. And you might be able to. You never know. But the one guy I am not rooting for in this moment uh, is cocaine Mitch McConnell, who just, I mean, listen, he's going on his vacation this week. And before he does, the swamp is just going to swamp. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. You know, my concern is that they do know what they're doing. Okay, and I'm going to play you a McConnell clip in a minute that just like literally blew my mind. Politics is pro wrestling, you guys. The reason I don't take it so seriously, the reason I'm able to distill this show in a lighthearted manner that leaves me in a position, in an energy where I can criticize both sides, I can praise both sides is because I've kind of, I'm in on the joke. I've spent enough time around Washington now. I've gone to enough D.C. cocktail parties and big media cocktail parties. And yeah, most people look at me and assume I'm their waiter, but that's neither here nor there. The point is I'm in the party. Got past the velvet rope. Let's do this, girlfriend. But I can tell you in being a part of this scene now and being at elite media parties where people I grew up watching on TV introduced themselves to me, that's crazy. I mean, it's very crazy. I'm, you know, I'm very open about that. Uh, but I've made peace with it, and it's exciting, and it's fun, and I know how to do it. Um, but I will tell you this. Politics is pro wrestling. You know, if you remember growing up in the 80s, you'd watch the Macho Man, and he'd be fighting the Ultimate Warrior. And in the stands, the Ultimate Warrior fans would be throwing stuff at the Macho Man's fans. And macho Man fans would attacking the Ultimate Warrior's fans. When the match was over, they'd meet in the parking lot. They'd beat the snot out of each other. And while they're rolling around on the ground in the parking lot, kicking each other's faces in, the Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior, they're on a way out in the private car to Hooters. Hubba, hubba. But that's exactly what, or maybe, I don't know, maybe even a strip club. Hubba, hubba. The fans are killing each other. Okay, the players themselves, best pals behind the scenes. And that's Washington, D.C. in a nutshell. Okay, we're doing politics wrong because everybody in Washington, D.C. has completely forgotten the fact that they work for us, that we're the employers, and that they're supposed to go to D.C. to do our bidding. Politics has gotten so hyperpartisan that guys in both parties are now completely willing to abandon any promise or pretense that they were looking out for the little guy. And just do what they want, thinking the vast majority of you are just going to go, well, I'm with it because it's Republican or I'm with it because it's Democrat. But when you root for the party instead of the country, we all lose. It's not just the Republicans, not just Democrats, everybody. OK, and that's the reality right now. Congress is about to pass at a time when inflation is crippling low income Americans at a time when inflation is destroying anybody on a fixed income. Congress is about to pass a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill, which will only make inflation and the burden on the taxpayer even worse. Thanks, big government weenuses. But to hear, but to hear Mitch McConnell sum it up, this is a win. This is a win for America. We're doing what Republicans want, okay, which is straight propaganda because nobody feels that way. But he's trying with a straight face to sell this to you as a victory. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. And I'm just telling you, man, okay, this is not that show. Like, if you want a show that just tells you everything the Republicans do is fine, everything the Democrats do is bad, I'm telling you, this isn't the show for you. It's going to drive you crazy. I don't owe the Republicans anything. I don't owe them my loyalty. I don't owe them my support. Okay, the Democrats suck. I hate most of their ideas. I pretty much hate every one of their ideas right now on the big platforms. Okay, but the Republicans are no better. We can't just, you know, you you don't support Republicans just because you think Democratic ideas are bad. Because if the Republicans are going to support and bankroll these Democratic ideas, 
then there's no difference between either party. He knows what he's talking about. Here's McConnell breaking with Kevin McCarthy, who, to his credit, trashed the spending bill, said we shouldn't be doing this till we get back our majority in the House. But here's McConnell saying it's a good thing. Clip 17. So let's step back and say, what are the real needs of the country right now? They're in the defense part of our expenditures, making sure the Defense Department can deal with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. So admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve, through this omnibus spending bill, essentially all of our priorities. You suck! I mean, come on. Is that our number one? If you're a person right now, the border's overrun. Okay, inflation's at a 40-year high. We got a fuel crisis. Fentanyl's killing more Americans than anything else in the country. Okay, is funding Ukraine your number one priority as a Republican? The answer would be no. And I say that mainly because we've already sent Ukraine over $40 billion. We were told that $20 billion of that money is completely unaccounted for. Have we gotten an audit or an accounting for that money prior to bankrolling another $40 billion? The answer would be no. How about the fact that the money we sent to Ukraine is directly linked and reinvested in FTX, the crypto scam? that just saw about $31 billion chopped off its market cap, okay, is there anything in this new spending in Ukraine uh, that rectifies what previously happened with their associations to FTX-linked companies? The answer would be no. So for you to tell me this is a priority, and now let me be very clear, Vladimir Putin is a thug in a dirtbag. I'm not running you pro-Putin propaganda here. But Zelensky and Ukraine, okay, were considered the biggest money laundering, and corruption risk of any country in the world prior to this war. Okay, a war starting doesn't change their behavior. If you start sending, okay, corrupt countries gazillions of dollars, okay, I don't doubt that corrupt countries are going to keep on doing corrupt things with some of that money, no differently than what the way they sell us out in D.C. And again, I am not rooting against Ukraine in the war, But I think if you're going to, on one hand, tell me that the root of all economic evil in this country is the war in Ukraine, and then in the next, keep sending money to Ukraine instead of actually trying to end the war, it's very hard for me to believe you're doing any of this in good faith. That's true. That is true. That's just reality. Oh, that's Putin's price hike. Oh, it's the war in Ukraine. I don't know. How about we try to negotiate an end to the war? No. What Biden's going to announce tonight, Zelensky is making an appearance on Capitol Hill. Zelensky is flying in from Ukraine. Things are so dire in Ukraine that the president is able to announce he's flying out of the country and announce where he'll be flying back in and apparently feel safe enough to do so. That's how dire the situation is in Ukraine. I mean, really think about that. One of our presidents goes and visits the troops overseas. Do you know when you find out about the visit? Are you ready for this? You find out. After he got home. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. You don't find out like he's on his way. You don't find out, no, he's over there now. Turn on your TV. No. You know when you find out? When he's made it back onto American soil safely and they release the video and go, oh, look who surprised the troops. Okay, Zelensky has announced he's about to fly out of Ukraine.
I don't doubt that there's intense security. I don't doubt that we're providing most of it. But the point is we're trucking this guy across the country, across the globe to make a media appearance. Biden's going to announce we're sending more Patriot missiles to Ukraine and they're going to get $40 billion more of our dollars. That's not right. It's not. okay, because there's no auditing of this. There's no accounting of this. But more importantly, when it comes to dirtbags like Mitch McConnell, there's no will for this. When it comes to the Republican Party, Mitch McConnell claims that funding the war in Ukraine is the top priority for Republicans. That is a fact check false. It's not even top 10. And again, with all due respect to the people in Ukraine, what Republicans would like to see, especially fiscally conservative ones, which Mitch McConnell is supposed to be, is an end to the war in Ukraine. You negotiate an end to the war in Ukraine. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be prioritizing America. Okay, we're protecting Ukrainians' border without protecting our own. Okay, at a time when American citizens are suffering, when 65% of the country is living paycheck to paycheck, okay, Mitch McConnell acting no different than all the people you bash in the Democratic Party by doing the bidding of the Washington establishment and putting every single person on the planet first except for you. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. Taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Fox Across America. Mitch McConnell says a $1.7 trillion spending bill before we even get back majorities in the House is a good idea. This guy will say anything. It's really scary stuff. Let's get into the calls because the champ is not happy. Steve's going to try to calm me down. He's in Pensacola, Florida. Yo, Steve. Jimmy. My man. Merry Christmas to you and your family and all the staff. Ho, 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 my man. Yeah, I know. And I'm on my way. I told your uh, producer I was on my way to New Orleans. So it's going to get ugly and it's going to get ugly quick, my friend. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just want to let you know, I've been in both city and county government and doing the budget was the most important thing that we could possibly do. We used to take months doing these things on a local level. Mm-hmm. And what McConnell and Congress, all of them have done for the last really 20 years have just mashed together something, and uh, I'm really, really despondent. And, and McConnell should have been gone, but certainly Richard Shelby's been like a, you know, he helped us get Airbus and mm-hmm. Austell and yep. and so many big things here in Mobile. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he is now he's going to name the FBI building after him, and he just goes along with this and doesn't try to stop it. Both McConnell – you know, Shelby and Leahy are retiring, but McConnell yep. needs to go. He needs to go. That's all there is to it. Well, you know what it is? You, you, it's one of these moments where you realize that McConnell is, you know, there's only one party in Washington. 
at the tippy top of the food chain, Pelosi, Schumer, and McConnell are all the same thing. You know, they might have R's and D's next to their names, but their priorities are the same, and they love spending money, and, and of course, they love the war machine. And uh, this thing in Ukraine is going to go on for 10 years if they have their way. There's nobody talking about ending it. You know, there's nobody talking about de-escalation. We're just sending them more missiles. So, you know. And, and I don't I, I don't want to say that, you know, I'm 100% disabled. And the deal is I, I hear people calling that. I would rather have them do something for the Veterans Administration to take care of the people who have served this country over these years mm-hmm. instead of pumping these millions of dollars into a country. I understand what's going on over there. Yep. And it's better uh, them than us. But, damn it, we have a lot of other problems in this country, and, of course, the border being one of them. But, you know, taking care of our veterans and the people, you know, who yeah. deserve it. I did one little bit, mm-hmm. one tiny bit of what some of these folks have done for our country, mm-hmm. and we just crap on them. And then the time needs, you know, the, yeah. the, you know McConnell needs to be worried about that and not worried about other things like the Michelle Obama trail. Oh, I know. Give me a break. That's crazy. I was blown away by that. But it sounds like you're going to be on the bourbon trail to uh, New Orleans. So go live it up. Have a happy New Year and a Merry Christmas, Steve-O. God bless you and everybody there. Thank you for keeping us happy and informed this whole year, my friend. You're the best. Oh, thanks, Steve-O. All right, I'll stick with these drugs. Be well. (laughs) There he goes. Dennis is in Honolulu, Hawaii. I believe he's on vacation. Dennis. Jimmy, thanks for taking my call. For sure. Uh, Meli Kalikimaka to you, Jenny, <laughs> and the great Lincoln Fela. <laughs> thanks. Right back at you, my man. <laughs> yeah, I had the pleasure of uh, of uh, your company um, a few months back in Longview, Texas. Oh, at Papacitas. Yeah. Yeah, Papacitas. That's correct. That's correct. I'm your friend, uh, Dennis, mm. from the Plaza Hotel. Yep. We probably... Uh, I uh, shared a cab, uh, you in the front, <laughs> me in the back, a few different times. Um, but anyway, Jimmy, um, uh, something really cool happened this morning. You know, mm-hmm. it's 7 o'clock in the morning out here, and I was just down the beach, and uh, I'm an early riser. And there's these guys. They, they hang there every day, and uh, it's their life to go out. They watch the sunrise. They get ready to surf. And I had the Fox Across America. And oh. they said, one of the guys said to me, hey, man, is that Jimmy Fallon on the radio? I said, it sure is. I mean, how cool is that? Wow. We're in the, middle of, in the middle of nowhere, and these surfers are reacting to Jimmy Fallon at, at 6 o'clock in the morning. It was very, very That cool. is amazing. It was Be- very cool. Because normally when my name gets mentioned at the beach, it's because somebody wants me to push me back into the salt water because they think I'm dying. They're like, look at that guy. <laughs> Let's get that whale yeah. back in the water. I'm kidding, Dennis. I'm getting in shape for the for the New Year's Eve broadcast. Listen to me. I know you had a point about the border, but I'm going to lose you to a commercial break. You're on vacation. You got the rest of the week to call in. So go tie one on with the surfers, and we're here if you need us, okay? Right on, Jimmy. Thank my, you, man. My man. Surf's up. There he goes, the great Dennis. Look at us. We're beach famous in Honolulu. Cut that call. That's amazing. Back after this. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. We're receiving word from the Republican Party that they could be voting and passing this omnibus spending bill, $1.7 trillion, as early as this evening.
Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. Going to be a pricey one. Uh, Going to be a pricey one for the taxpayer. It's a 4,100-page bill. Okay, and according to Chuck Schumer, it makes sense to ask people to vote on a 4,000-page bill when they've had less than a day to look it over. This is clip 19. Who's in, in a, a functional process to drop a 4,100-page bill this morning, expect to vote on it tomorrow. Well, most of Congress hasn't had a chance to review this. Look, the bill has been carefully worked on by the Appropriations Committee for a very, very long time. Uh, most of the provisions of the bill were well known weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. And uh, getting this bill done for the American people, which really matters, is the most important thing. Chuck Schumer is a clown. He really is. You know, when you listen to the key words, the legalese that senators and congressmen and anybody in D.C. speaks in, most of the provisions in this bill were well-known weeks in advance. You know what most means? It means, if he's even telling the truth, 51%. 49% of what's going on in this bill gets crammed in at the last second in the form of pork And that's what winds up driving the costs all the way up to the moon. Now, that's how they get these bills to pass. They hear, well, we got to spend a gazillion dollars in this bill. And then some senator, some congressman's like, whoa, 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 that's a lot of money. We can't be spending money like that. At which point they go, well, what if we spend a little of that money in your district? At which point the congressman's like, I like the way you think. And the conversation goes from, hey, that's spending too much money to, you know, hey, (laughs) why didn't you say so sooner? I'd like a piece of this money. And that's what they do. That's how it works. The appropriations in this bill, I was covered them on Laura Ingram's show last night. They're absurd. Uh, A Michelle Obama trail, $3.14 million dollars. Down and I mean, come on. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. It's like ridiculous. And all of the things they're spending money on, okay, are not things the American people are clamoring for. Did you know that they have a Office of Diversity Inclusion in the Biden administration that just got a $26 million funding endowment? Like, these are not things we're yelling and screaming about. And again, diversity inclusion, wonderful. They're great. But we shouldn't be appointing people for the sake of appointing them. Okay, like, think about it. The head of nuclear waste in our country was a cross-dresser named Sam Brinton who was arrested twice for stealing people's luggage. Did he have any background in nuclear waste? The answer would be no. No, he had a history of posting all over Twitter about the kink parties he went to. He was part of, I'm not even kidding, uh, a group that performed at Nuns. And then performed weird sex acts on biblical figures as part of their routine. He gets a cabinet position. What the hell is the world coming to? And then, you know, because we've never had a cross-dressing, non-binary nuclear waste official, we should probably just appoint one to appoint one. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But that's what they did. We have people in Washington that are unfit for these positions, but they're getting them anyway in the name of, you know, diversity. But Sam Brinton... Of course, arrested twice for luggage theft. And now the Biden administration has finally given him a pink slip. And he, of course, put it on. Go 
night, everybody. Car ride. Boom, boom. That was the worst thing I ever heard. Just being silly. But the point is, we're doing things for the sake of doing them, including spending money. Okay, this isn't good for the well-being of the country. This isn't, you know, you got to look at a country like it's a family, okay? We have X amount of income every month. We have Y amount of bills. Okay, you understand? That's all the country is. You have X amount of income. You have Y amount of bills. Picture it like a family, okay? So you're sitting around with the kids, and, you know, you have what you want to do. You have what you have to do. Okay, when it comes to running a family, what you have to do is always going to take precedent over what you want to do, meaning sometimes the things you want to do are going to have to take a back seat. You understand, you know, hey, the kids, they want to go to Disney World every weekend. Uh huh. Okay, but in order to make it work, what you have to do is make dad turn tricks behind Space Mountain. And that's where we are in this $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill. We're $32 trillion in debt right now, okay? What we want to do is becoming increasingly harder, okay? Because what we need to do is becoming increasingly harder to be done, but we're not changing the ratio, meaning we should be focusing more on what we need to do and less on what we want to do. But we're not there. We're spending in a manner that is taking this country to that place at the Magic Kingdom where, again, dad is now being forced to turn those tricks. Yeah, I don't like it any more than you do. And neither does Don. Don is out in Chicago, Illinois, risking life and limb. Yo, Don. Hello, Jimmy. This is Don from Rush Country. You're damn right it is. I miss you, man. I haven't spoken to you in a while. You been okay? I'm doing fantastic. I'm going to go pick up a trailer here here in a few minutes, and I'm heading south. Ooh, that's a win. Get out of Chicago before this bad weather hits. <laughs> well, listen, the weather doesn't scare me in Chicago half as much as some of the people, but I hear you. Well, I'm just as ugly as all them, too, so don't bother me. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, what do you think? $1.7 trillion bucks. Is that a good deal where you come from? I think somewhere down the road, somebody's going to be charged with treason for all this crap they're doing. Uh, to, to send a 4,100-page bill to people and they give them like a day and a half to read it, that's that's just crazy. There's, there's no way these Republicans should pass this thing. There's just no way. Nope. But the reason they do is because money gets allocated to their districts, too. And that's their justification for looking the other way. All right, we'll build a library. Here's, you know, 12 million bucks, you know, and that's how this works. But the thing is, it's like it's our money and they're no longer even considering us like we vote because it gives us something to do. But we don't actually have say in how the country is run, because if we did. Mitch McConnell isn't in charge of the Senate and the Republican Party with an approval rating of 9%. I mean, think about that. 9% of the country approve of Mitch McConnell. He just got reappointed to a leadership position with overwhelming support. So does that sound like our opinion even matters? No, it sounds like a bunch of morons are up there. This is sort of stupid. It's like when Nancy Pelosi passed that bill for Obamacare, or they said you had to pass it before you could see what's in it. (laughs) 
and they passed it. How dumb is that? Well, they pulled a lot of chicanery to get it passed. You know, they, yeah, it's, they you it's know, crazy. but that's that's how this works. But like the point I'm always trying to make on the radio, man, as someone who actually cares about the country is we're really doing this wrong. And the fact that everybody is, you know, so committed to hating the other political party instead of just hating them all as a whole is why they're able to keep getting over on us. You know, they're all the problem. Right. You know, I hate Democratic policies more than conservative ones, obviously, but the conservatives aren't much better if they're just going to spend the money this way. So it's worth calling out. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. Uh, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of people selling kidneys on the black market to pay for their taxes. That's all I've got to say. No. Well, that's going to drive down bad. the prices. So then we're going to have to sell other organs. This is getting bad, Don. <laughs> Well, I don't need my appendix anyway. I don't think anybody else will take it, but I'll get rid of it. You have a fantastic Christmas, brother. You too, my man. On behalf of Jenny and Lincoln, you know we appreciate your support through the years, Don. God bless you. Merry Christmas, my man. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. There he goes. The great Don in Chicago, Illinois. Alex, he's a local call. He could do this with one quarter and a payphone. He's in Brooklyn. Yo, Alex. Yo. Hey, thanks for taking the call, Jimmy. And by the way, I agree with you 100%. Why don't we first have a need bill? Mm-hmm. where they pass what the American people need, and then they can have another bill that's called the Warrant Bill, where they both compromise on the crap that they want to pass. One guy wants to do this political thing, mm-hmm. and the other that, and they say, I'll give you a little of this, you give me a little of that. I'll bail, I'll bail out some corporation for you in this, in this way. You'll do, you'll do it for me in the other way, mm-hmm. because if we do that, the, the, you know, it's not like once you pass a need bill, Nobody's going to compromise to pass a warrant bill afterwards because they each the Republicans yeah. and Democrats have a bunch of crap that they both want to pass. Yep. That's what's so stupid, like about the way they're doing this now is they really are functioning like a late stage empire where they're just, you know, completely pillaging, you know, the taxpayer. They're completely pill. I mean, not that we have savings with thirty two trillion dollars in, in rent in debt. But they are right. spending like wild banshees, man. Like it's a mess. Our and Republicans, Republicans ran on fighting inflation, right? That was one of the main things we ran on. Mm-hmm. And now to say, oh, we're going to compromise with Democrats and help them pass a bill that spends more money. Mm-hmm. How does that solve inflation? What causes inflation is the spending. So yeah. they say, oh, we're going to compromise on inflation by maybe they'll spend a little more, mo- a, bit of, a little less money. Don't spend any money at all. Imagine. That's what the problem is. Yeah. That, you know, we're, and we're telling people we have a we have an arson problem in our town, and to combat it, we're handing out matches and gasoline. Like it doesn't make yep. sense. Like you get it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Alex? They do it with the guns. They do <laughs> that with the guns as well. They say, "Oh, let's take away the guns from the legal criminals. The criminals are shooting up the places yeah. around the country. Let's take it away from the legal, legal yeah. citizens." The, and- the, the people following the law are the problem. I mean, it's it is it's it's insane, man. Um, it's gonna there, there's gonna come a reckoning in D.C. or there's gonna come a reckoning for the rest of us where we're just not a superpower anymore. Because they really do, like, sell us out. And, again, the thing with Ukraine is I understand, okay, that they want to get that situation under control because you don't want China, Iran, and Russia, you know, encroaching on the rest of the world. But the reality is Russia can encroach on the rest of the world right now. They're barely taking Ukraine. But, you know, rather mm-hmm. than waiting around to see where this they're, thing goes. They're not going to start up with another country yeah. after this. 
That's the where point. where are the countries that are neighboring with yeah. that are neighbors with Ukraine? Yeah. Where are they? Why isn't Zelensky begging them for money? Why is he coming only to us? Because we just hand out cash like lollipops. That's yep. why. Yep. No, a a hundred percent. It's funny because when you think back to Trump, he used to talk about how the rest of the world was taking advantage of us. Like they didn't appreciate us. They would, you know, we'd have NATO and, you know, we'd be expected to protect people from Russia while all of the NATO members were buying their fuel off Russia. It's like if you're mm-hmm. concerned about their aggression, oh, I don't know, maybe don't fund their economy and then expect us to come bail you out. Like on a practical level, nothing going on actually makes any sense. So I'm not telling you I'm going to run for president and straighten this out, but somebody better, Alex, because it's garbage. Oh, maybe you do that. Ah, I don't know. Do that. I think I, we'll, Alex, that background check will last about three minutes and I'll be out of the race. You don't worry about it. <laughs> be well. Okay, I don't know. If Joe Biden, if Joe Biden made it. The I don't, I don't have the can. media in my pocket. I'd have a, I'd have some issues. I'm just telling you because I care. But good call, Alex. Right. Keep up the good work, brother. There he goes. You listen, man, when you think about this on a practical level, Alex makes a really good point. You know, want and need. Okay. We need to do certain things as a government. We need to secure the border. Okay. We need to get our energy crisis under control. It's not under control right now. It's artificially lowered because demand has gone down. Okay, we've cut domestic production. We've outsourced it to a dictator in Venezuela. You can't tell me, oh, democracy. The whole point of being in Ukraine is what? Well, democracy must prevail. We have to fight Putin because we're protecting democracies around the world. The shining light of democracy. Democrats are so full of crap. And I can say that because in one breath, that's the justification for sending $40 billion to Ukraine. In the next breath, we're outsourcing our energy production to Venezuela, where they have a dictatorship, meaning no democracy. Okay, over in China, they make all the solar power, you know, panels that we're pushing in this green energy agenda. Well, they don't. The slave labor, the Uyghur Muslims do. But China has a president for life. But again, oh, democracy. We've got to spend money and defend democracy. No, they don't. They don't care. That's the point. This is late-stage empire stuff. People in both parties love war. War, the military-industrial complex, it got JFK killed, okay? They love war, okay? They love spending money. And that's exactly where we are right now as we head into the Christmas break, okay? Santa came early for all the dirtbags in Washington who wanted a $10 million stocking under the tree for their district, and they got one. And that's why we're in the position we're in right now, where the country's a giant mess. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone! 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We got a visit tonight to the Capitol from Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky, whereas John Meacham, presidential historian over at MSNBC, says it is actually Winston Churchill who's coming to see us tonight. Listen to this and try to keep a straight face because he did. It's clip 25. 
Zelensky is very much acting in the Churchillian tradition. Churchill didn't come to the United States during World War II until December 1941, after both Pearl Harbor and uh, Hitler's declaration of war on the United States. It was at that point that FDR said to him, we're all in the same boat now. And it was a boat that, like Zelensky, Churchill had been in largely alone since the spring of 1940. And we had been fighting this battle that we're fighting again. And I think this is the thing to think about today and tomorrow as, as people watch these events. This is one of our oldest and most difficult battles in the United States. Mm -hmm. It's between engagement in the world and isolationism. Uh, the false sense that because of our the gift of geography of the United States of America that somehow we are, to paraphrase Churchill, not involved in the agonies and the triumphs of the old world. But we are. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. And I say that why. Because when Churchill came to the United States in December of 1941, we had been attacked by Japan in Pearl Harbor. Okay, thankfully, we have not been attacked by Russia nor do they have the capability or the plans to do so any time in the near future. We have simply become a piggy bank for Raytheon and the military-industrial complex. We're spending in total over $100 billion in Ukraine. Do you know what Russia's military budget was this year in total? Its entire military budget in and around the world was about $65 billion. We ourselves, not even counting Ukraine's money, not even counting any local cash they might be getting, have spent $100 billion. Rand Paul proposed a bill for congressional oversight of the money going to Ukraine. He said, hey, nobody likes Putin. We, of course, want to protect the innocent people in Ukraine, so let's give them whatever money they need, and we'll audit every single dollar so we can keep track of it. And you know what they said in Washington, D.C., when asked to do this? The answer would be no. They said they want no part of auditing this money. They said, no, we'll just, you know, come on, man. You're telling me Ukraine, the number one corruption risk in the world? You're telling me the military-industrial complex? You know, the Pentagon that once couldn't account for $5 billion? You're telling me they're going to do something untrustworthy with the money? Would you stop it, Rand Paul? Back to bed, everybody. Let's just spend some more money. This idiot says we have a spending problem. Out of the way, we're going to spend more. It's a dumb time to be alive, kids. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Whoa, you're going to love this one. Uh, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Fired up, big hour coming up, as they all are. When you weigh what I weigh, they're all <laughs> they're, they're all big hours when you're on the Jimmy Fallon diet. That boy is a P-I-G pig. Stop it. Uh, but no, Wesley Hunt's going to be here from the 38th Congressional District of Texas, where they are faced with a unique set of challenges along our southern border, including the fact that the border czar Kamala Harris, who has been completely derelict in her duty, said with a straight face yesterday that Republicans are the problem with the border. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. 888-788-9910 is the phone number if you want to be a part of this hour. But you do have to behave and use proper language. It's not going to be easy to do when I read you this Kamala report. This is one of the most ridiculous things in the world. This is why people truly hate politicians with all the fiber in their being. Now, if you remember... Okay, 
we have a number of migrants crossing this border in this fiscal year that is higher than any other year in recorded history. Okay. Well, going into this year, Joe Biden had appointed Kamala Harris our border czar. I don't remember that ever happening. Now, Kamala Harris never went down and visited the crisis at the border because they didn't want to bring media attention to the problem. It's the same reason Biden doesn't go. Biden doesn't go to the border for two reasons. One, they don't want him drawing attention. Two, Joe Biden thinks when they ask him to make a run to the border, they're talking about Taco Bell. Biden's lost his marbles. But stick with me. Kamala Harris made a visit uh, down to the Northern Triangle and proposed the idea that she was going to conduct a study on the root causes of immigration. And told us that the root causes of immigration, okay, were climate change. That was embarrassing. I mean, not only was it embarrassing, but when it comes to being factual. Not even close. People aren't walking a thousand miles to get into our country because they're worried about what the weather's going to do in 50 years. Okay, they're walking a thousand miles because they know they're going to get in. (laughs) Bottom line. Okay, when it comes to the southern border, it's not what you say, it's what you do. When you catch people at the southern border, if you let them into the country, okay, they don't call home and say, we got caught, don't come. They call home and say, we got caught, and they let us right in. And what does everybody do? They follow suit. It emboldens the human traffickers and the drug cartels and everybody in between. There's a real sociopathic indifference to the suffering taking place along our southern border where it really is a humanitarian crisis. I mean, people are dying. Thousands of people are dying trying to cross this border. You know, you hear the more graphic deaths, people drowning in the river, you know, 46 migrants suffocating in a tractor trailer. But then there's the small matter, and I'm using that in air quotes, of 30 percent of the women who cross this border illegally are getting sexually assaulted. Okay, is anyone in the Democratic Party expressing any concern for those people? The answer would be no. No, here's Kamala. She's on NPR. And uh, she's saying, you know, the problem is we need more leadership on Congress. This is uh, more leadership from Congress on the border. Okay, this is the border czar. This is the woman who's supposed to be in charge of the border saying, not my mess. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha ha! She really is. But I'm going to play you a Kamala Harris clip. I have to do it. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Listen, baby, I don't like it any more than you do. This is just part of the gig. So buckle up, kids. Here's Kamala, clip one. Well, listen, I think that it is right to say that we need leadership on this issue, in in particular from Congress. Now, the president and I in our administration, we are going to do everything that's within our ability as the executive branch. And that means, again, putting more agents um, on the border as appropriate so that we can manage um, what might be an influx. It is about increasing the work that we have been increasing around arresting human smugglers. Mm-hmm. And it is the work that we have been doing that has been about bringing the partners and the allies together on an international level, understanding that we are seeing these migration trends around the globe. And in particular, the work that we have done that has been about addressing the root causes of migration from for example, the northern part of Central America, actually is having an impact. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I mean, seriously, Kamala Harris, the immigration around the globe. No, 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 no. 
Would you shut your face? I mean, seriously, this is a very polite show. I don't need any trouble. I'm a nice guy. I just want to go home and hang out with my wife and kid. That's what I do. I go home. I put on the Ronettes Christmas album. I beat Lincoln up in Madden. Or Lincoln has inflatable boxing gloves. We punch each other in the living room while Jenny screams at us not to break stuff. That's actually my life. Like, you watch me on TV all day and night, but that's actually what I do. Just a regular dude. And uh, the actual sociopathic indifference to suffering by the people in this administration is disgusting. Because when she says, oh, we got to look at migration trends around the world. No, what's going on at our border is very unique to us. Why? Because we are the only country in the world that doesn't secure its border. Bingo. That's why they're coming. They're coming because they know they'll get in. Human traffickers, okay, drug cartels. Because this administration, not Congress, not Republican leadership, this administration got into office and repealed the remain in Mexico policy. That's why we're here. Okay, we're here because we had a policy in place under the previous administration in which anyone who was caught sneaking into our country illegally was thrown out. And if, in fact, their asylum case was granted two, down, two years down the road, three years down the road, then they were welcomed into this country legally. Okay? The average wait for an asylum case in this country is five years based on the bureaucratic logjam in our system right now. So you understand when people come into this country and get apprehended, we let them go. They're going to be here for a minimum of five years before we actually have an asylum case that 90% of these people don't show up to because why would you risk being deported if you know they're not going to come get you otherwise? Like Barack Obama was nicknamed the deporter-in-chief and to his credit was deporting 3 million people a year. Tell them like it is. Okay, but at the same time, also furthering this idiotic notion Okay, that, you know, the dreamers and no person is illegal and everybody should have it. Don't be thick, all right? No, it was stupid. Obama is part of the Biden mindset, is part of the woke mindset in Washington, that border security is somehow racist. Now, they don't believe that, but they find it to be politically viable. Okay, you know the border is the front door of your house. Of course you lock the front door. It's not because you're racist, because you just want to know who's coming in the house in the middle of the night when you're not paying attention. In this instance, our Border Patrol has testified under oath to losing operational control of three critical sectors along our southern border. And we're about to repeal, if the Biden administration has their way, Title 42. Okay, Biden is asking the judge, the Supreme Court, to wait till after Christmas and blah, blah, blah. The point is, okay, Title 42 is something that predates Trump. It's almost 100 years old. And it was there to screen people coming into this country. For health issues, like major contagions, it's nothing against them. It doesn't mean we don't like them. It doesn't mean we don't wish them well. We're not saying they're bad people. But if folks are coming to this country during a pandemic from other countries where there are lax health standards, you run the risk of creating a bigger problem in your own country. That was the point of Title 42. But the Biden administration, because Title 42 was invoked by Trump, Okay, the Biden administration was like, that's bad. Oh, it's it's racist. It's not good. No, we can't have it. Let's get rid of it. So on the one end, they're going to yell and scream at you about being vaxxed and boosted because we're in a global pandemic. But on the other end, they're going to let in five million people without checking them. How the hell do you ever take them seriously again? 
when it comes to this push for, you know, public health initiatives? The true answer is you don't because the border is wide open. Here's Greg Abbott. He's the governor of Texas. I'll give you a Republican take first, and then I'll give you an independent take as Christian Cinema weighed in as well. She ought to hire a food taster. The Democrats hate her. But here is Abbott pushing back on the characterization that the border isn't open. This is clip five. It shows uh, that the mainstream media, they, they're really clueless uh, about what's going on on the border, uh, as well as uh, Joe Biden's spokesperson who said that the border is not open. We can prove this factually with this very important piece of information, and that it was just two and a half years ago when we had the most secure border in decades under President Trump doing four things, remain in Mexico, Title 42, in catch and release, and build the border wall. That's what President Trump did, and we had the lowest border crossings since last century. Now, under Joe Biden, we have far more record-setting numbers of people coming across the border than ever before. It's all because of Joe Biden's policies. Biden sucks. Totally. Okay. But let me give you a little more of this, okay? Because here is Kirsten Cinema, a Democrat from Arizona, who ultimately became an independent because she can't play this game. It is clip three. We expect that the crisis will exacerbate to, I mean, to be honest, unimaginable levels. And so we're really focusing on helping our colleagues across the country understand that this is an untenable situation. I can tell you as a native Arizonan who was born and raised near the border, the border is not secure and it has never been secure in my lifetime. Come on, man. Nope, not secure. And here's a funny one. Okay, MSNBC, the late great Rush Limbaugh would call this a random act of journalism. You know, Rush liked to make fun of reporters, Beltway reporters, the drive-bys, as he called them, because every once in a while they would demonstrate some intellectual curiosity or at the very least, you know, an ounce of honesty and integrity in their broadcasting and in their reporting and acknowledge a truth that we all had accepted for years and years before they ever got around to, you know, shaking their head in agreement. Here is Julia Ainsley on MSNBC explaining how immigrants are just walking right into the country without any interaction with authorities. Clip nine. It's really just a numbers game, Andrea. And for a while, yes, we've been looking at maybe 10,000 a day across the border. But I think it might even be higher than that. Now that I've been able to get down on the ground and talk to people, we're talking about just here in El Paso, numbers could be as high as five to 6,000 a day. This is just one small section of the border. So they're worried that they could be completely overwhelmed and not be able to meet people's basic human needs. Officials have ramped up processing, but we were even able to see as of last night, a lot of migrants just crossing and migrants I spoke to this morning saying they haven't had any interaction with U.S. immigration authorities. They just walked right in. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. Did you hear that? They don't have any interaction with U.S. authorities. They just walked right in. But here is Kareem Jean-Pierre telling you it'd be wrong to think the border is open. This is clip 11. We know would be wrong to think that the border is open. It is not open. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No. The answer is no. She doesn't have any respect. So on one breath, you've got MSNBC, which is so liberal they want to defund the cop and the village people. And they're flat out admitting that people are just walking right into the country with no interaction with authorities whatsoever. Then in the next, you have the woman in the White House telling you with a straight face, now the border's closed. That is a lie. Okay, understand, they don't care about human life. They don't care about the fentanyl that's become the leading cause of adult death in this country. 
They don't care about the 30% of women smuggled into this country who get sexually assaulted along the way. They don't care about the families drowning in the rivers, the dozens of people suffocating in tractor trailers. They don't care about any of that. They don't care about the kids that are being human trafficked into a life of prostitution in record numbers at our southern border right now. They don't care, okay, because caring would be attacking the problem. Attacking the problem would be admitting to the problem. Admitting to the problem would be owning the fact that they created the whole entire thing by destroying a system that was working. Okay, we had cut illegal border crossings by 80% under the previous administration. Political opposition is supposed to come with a basic human decency. You don't do something that harms millions of people just because you want to demonize your political opponent. But in this case, they did. And that's the scam of our time, okay? Democrats want you to believe, oh, we had to repeal all those border policies because the Republicans were racist. And now who is suffering is the end result of them recalling Republicans racist. The very people they purported to care about, the minorities, who are now suffering and dying and getting sexually assaulted trying to sneak into the country. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with my man Wesley Hunt from the 38th Congressional District of Texas. Also got some... You and me time coming up, and we'll get together with my man Raymond Arroyo as well. But right now, we're talking about some ridiculousness on our airwaves. Here is CNN. I had mentioned earlier a random act of journalism, as the great, late great Rush Limbaugh used to call it. Uh, Here's Jim Sciotto at CNN pushing back on Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, who tried saying the Republicans were to blame at the southern border. Now, to be clear, Murphy came on CNN ready to lie, all just wantonly, no regard for the tra- for the facts, because he assumed that CNN would have his back. CNN is the worst. Of course, it's a, it's a safe space for Democrats. But to his credit, this was so incredulous that even Jim Sciotto had to actually throw a challenge flag. Listen to this, clip eight. So you are going to see scenes of chaos at the border in January and February, and that is going to be in large part because Republicans aren't allowing us enough funding to deal with these increased numbers. But is that, is that fair? You got the president. The president has things he could do independently of, uh, of uh, you know, broader reform, which, trust me, I know, and I've covered this for years, just doesn't have, it's just tough to get it through the Hill. Shared responsibility, is there not? Well, the president has to implement the law. And as you know, the law allows for anybody presenting themselves at the southern border to apply for asylum and to stay in the United States while they make that case and that claim. Um, Many of us would argue that President Trump went above his statutory authority in denying many people the ability to make that claim. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Now, what Murphy says there, just so we're clear, is he says the law allows for anyone seeking asylum at our border to come into the country. What he doesn't mention is that Joe Biden made that law. Oh, wow! 
And when I say he made that law, to be clear, prior to Biden getting in office, the law said remain in Mexico. Correct the mundo. Meaning any asylum seeker to our border apprehended by authorities would remain in Mexico until their asylum case was heard. This, of course, was a deterrent because it took the teeth away from the drug cartels who could no longer guarantee someone entry into the United States of America. By repealing remain in Mexico, Joe Biden handed the power back to the drug cartels to smuggle people into this country because anybody caught gets let in. So when Murphy says, like, well, Republicans won't give us more funding to deal with these increased numbers, he fails to mention that he's the reason, his party is the reason we have these increased numbers. And we wouldn't have them if instead of funding, we actually prioritized the old policies that worked. And that's the scam in this moment. Everyone in Washington wants to cover their ass. But do they want to cover people like, oh, I don't know, you, me, or heaven forbid these migrants they purport to care about so much? (laughs) Not even a little. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to talk to this next guest who makes a triumphant return to the show. He's the self-proclaimed best-dressed man in Congress. Uh, But I have some follow-up on that. But let's just let him walk the catwalk and show us his wares. Representative Wesley Hunt back on the show. Hey, man. (laughs) How are you doing, sir? Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it to it. So here's the deal. Byron Donalds, my man. I know you know B.D., uh, we came to the conclusion after you procla- after you proclaimed yourself the best dressed man in Congress. We actually analyzed your wardrobe a little bit on the air, and uh, we have come. We love the way you look, but we've come to the conclusion that you are dressed like you work security for Greg Stubbe. <laughs> Haters are going to hate. He knows what the deal is. He knows what the real score is. He saw me. He knows what's up. <laughs> All right. Well, Stuby Stuby looks like he's playing a stepdad in an adult movie. So let's just get back on message. Let's get back on message. We got some work to do for the American people. Can you kind of deal uh, our listeners in on this situation over at Army where we pretty much had a guy who projected to maybe be a first round or second round draft pick in the NFL. And then there was a little bit of an administrative hiccup that might have almost cost him the opportunity to go play football. What was that all about? You know, you know, as a Westport graduate and former football player, you know, I understand that when there are young men that want to go to West Point, they don't go there to go play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And what happens is this: they get there, they end up developing, and they end up turning into NFL-type caliber athletes. Mm-hmm. And in the rare current that that happens, I think we should give them the opportunity, the opportunity to go play in the NFL. And this last omnibus package, there was something that was slipped into there that would not allow players uh, like that cadet from West Point to enter the NFL draft after having a stellar sophomore, a junior, a senior year. And what we tried to do, and I think we accomplished this, was to ensure that when that kind of talent comes through the academy, it's good for their families, it's good for recruiting, and it's good for the academy. And allow them to get drafted, and then after they serve their time in the NFL, they can then complete their service to our country. I think that's more than fair. No, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you, man. I think that's a home run. So are they going to pass, this is my hope, that maybe this guy, you know, Andre Carter, who's a linebacker at West Point, um, will he be grandfathered in? Um, are they? Is there some type of change to the legislation that will allow him to play? Is that what we're hoping for here? 
Andre Carter, great young man. I actually was able to speak to him last week. I told him that I will work tirelessly to make sure that he is able to get drafted this year. And as of right now, he probably will get grandfathered under the old policy. Okay. But I want to take it one step further. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to call this the hunt rule. I want to do away with that policy altogether. Uh, you know, we have not had a, a first-round draft pick mm-hmm. in the NFL since 1947. These are very rare occurrences. Wow. And being also at West Point, you know that there are Truman Scholars, Rhodes Scholars, and Marshall Scholars, and we allow concessions for those cadets to go study in England and study abroad for two to four years and then come back and serve their time in the military as well. So if we make concessions for them, I think there should be rules in place to make concessions for those athletes that reach that caliber of athleticism. A hundred percent, because we should be highlighting that. And like you said, the rare occurrences, which become big morale wins for the academies and recruiting and everything in between. Uh, But I just love that you want to call it the hunt rule. You are always branding. You're such a mogul. (laughs) Always branding. You got to make sure you get your name on everything. It's important. Oh, I know. I get it. I, I I respect it. But do you want your name on this omnibus spending bill? It does seem a little pricey. Absolutely not. And me and 15 of my other colleagues have already sent a letter at the leadership urging them to not uh, uh, pass this omnibus bill. And, and the reason why is this. We want to be able to go into the next Congress with a clean slate. Let's start from scratch. We're going to have the majority. We're going to be able to get some things through that directly benefit the American people, like making sure we have border security, like making sure we actually reduce our inflation in this country, like unleashing American energy and stopping the assault on our energy and oil and gas industry in our own country. I want to be able to start from a clean slate to do that. We are 12 days away from taking away the majority. So we are urging, urging our leadership to not pass this so that we, on our terms, can dictate how we spend America's money. Yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, the whole point of voting in the midterms was to take back the power of the purse. It just doesn't make any sense to me, you know, but I guess. Exactly. You, you're getting a crash course in how D.C. works, though. The swamp is going to swamp, Wesley. I hope you know that. We say haters going to hate, and the swamp is going to swamp. The swamp, it ain't easy, man. Uh, they are out there. I love it. I'm telling you because I care. We got Representative Wesley Hunt on the line from the 13, 38th Congressional District of Texas. Um, let me ask you this, man. Uh, we got a mess down at the border, as you know. When they talk about repealing, you know, Title 42, do they not understand the damage it would cause? Do they just not care? I mean, it's a it's obviously a huge problem already, but this would make it infinitely worse. Well, they just, at this point, they are stuck on stupid, and they don't want to admit that they're wrong. And this even goes back way before Title 42. This goes back to our vice president being named a border czar, and not once did she ever visit the border. This is an administration that's actually more interested in adding 87,000 more IRS agents. And let me put this in perspective. We're going to have 166,000 IRS agents by the time Joe Biden is done and only 15,000 border agents. So you tell me where this administration's priorities are. We've had 5 million people that we know of illegally enter our country. We've had enough fentanyl to enter our country to kill every single American five times. And yet this administration still stands by idly and allows un-American things to be happening at the border every single day. So it's up to us with this new Congress, the 118th Congress, to take control of the American values that we were talking about. And one of those things 
is border security and maintaining our sovereignty as a nation. There's a derelict of duty from the current administration, and we have got to right this ship. Imagine that. I mean, it's so fascinating because you have to almost like you, you have to be like indifferent to people like you have to not care to allow this to go on and say, oh, I don't know, maybe we'll even make it a little bit a little bit worse. And uh, that's the thing I feel like you're up against. You know, you are a West Point grad. You go in there with your heart in the right place. But I think you're f- going to find out pretty quickly that it's really like one party in D.C. The fact that there's 15 of you saying we shouldn't write, you know, we should oppose the spending bill. Uh, you know, that's you guys are the outliers. Most people are like, hey, shut up, Hunt. I got money for my district here. And that's the way it works. So. You're going to have to be, you know, we were talking about Andre Carter, the star linebacker. You know, you're going to have to play some good ball yourself, man. Well, you know, the good thing is is this. We're having a pretty good contingent of veterans that are getting elected. And I want to point out that the overwhelming majority of veterans that are entering Congress are Republicans. Yep. Texas, just in Texas, we have 38 congressional members. The overwhelming majority of them are Republicans. And do you know that there are roughly 18 veterans that are Republicans in the Texas delegation? Mm -hmm. And there are zero Democrats that are veterans in the Texas delegation. And I bring that up because we are the ones that are willing to die for our country, and we are choosing the Republican side because we are the ones that stand for the values of our country. And so I know right now, 15, 16, 17, it doesn't seem like a lot, but we are trying to subtly build a cohort of veterans, of conservative-leaning veterans that understand that we have got to put the priorities of our country first, and everybody is secondary and tertiary to that mission. That's why we are doing what we are doing. That's why the American people uh, elected us to take back the majority. And that's why we're going to work feverishly after January 3rd to put our priorities first for the taxpaying members of our own country. Now, let me ask you this. Would you have supported the omnibus spending bill if they allocated some funds to get you like some Hugo Boss suits or something like that? (laughs) Absolutely not. That would be a misappropriation of funds, sir. You know better. Uh, all right, so no, this, I won't follow up with a Tom Ford question. Then is what you're telling me. Now, if it's Tom, now if it's Tom Ford, we have a different conversation. <laughs> There's an old wrestler, the Million Dollar Man. He said everybody has a price. Uh, everybody has a suit when it comes to Congress. Everybody has a suit. Uh, Merry Christmas. Are you going to be in Texas? Where are you going to be? for the rest of this holiday season. Good for you. spend some time with my two kiddos. I'm expecting a son um, in, in, in January. Oh. So we are just we're just settling down here. Going to relax with the, with the family because we got a fight on our hands, and I, I want to be arrested and ready to go. Oh, no, that's rad and good for you. Congratulations on the son. That's a big deal. I only um, – how many boy. Yeah. How, how many kids would that give you in total? Three total. Oh, Three that's, total. That's a home run. No, we have, we have one – uh, we decided to stop breeding after the first report card. We were like, you know what? Yeah. Like, maybe we should get a dog or something. This ain't working. Uh, but he's a fun kid. But he's, but he's a fun kid. Well, Merry Christmas to your family, my man. We'll do it again in the new year. Anytime, let me know. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Go get him. There he goes. The great Wesley Hunt from the 38th Congressional District of Texas. There he goes. Uh, there we go. Back after this. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Peanuts music. You know, when it comes to Peanuts terms, you know, if you do take the White House at their word that the border is secure. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? And you don't have to ask Charlie Brown. You can ask my girl, Ginny, who's down in Duncan, Oklahoma. Ginny! Hey, Jimmy, how are you? Better now, girlfriend. What's happening down I'm telling you. Well, I'm just out here feeding my cows and, uh, you know, getting ready for this winter storm. Holy heck, Ginny. I I didn't realize it was going to hit you. I didn't didn't know it was going to hit you, too. Let me make a couple of phone calls. I might be able to call this thing off. Shoot. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Hey, I believe ingram made fun of your shirt i'm gonna have to send you some of uh my granny made shirts for my dad in the 70s <laughs> yeah that's what you need then she can really make fun of you ingram is in like she's in a tough place with me on tv because she <laughs> likes because she likes my shirts but she doesn't know if she should be making fun of them like <laughs> like it's really funny like i can tell you this is like someone who does com- comedy on the road for a living um, yes. You do get a feel for what should and shouldn't come out of your face when you do it for an hour or two hours a night. Um, right. But sometimes when you're working out new material, you don't know what's what. So, like, <laughs> Laura invites me on. is like, I love this guy. He's the best. What the hell are you wearing? <laughs> we get the biggest kick out of it. Okay. We love it. Okay. We love it. We love it when everybody gives you a hard time. And good. you've been so good on Gut Filled. And, oh, I mean, we watch you, you know, every day oh, when Jimmy. we can or listening to you. Jenny. But uh, I hate it when I miss your ugly shirts. Right? <laughs> On the radio, it just doesn't do justice for How you. dare you, so. Jenny. Those are, I will not have you insult my, my wardrobe consultant <laughs> or his seeing eye dog. I think it's inconsiderate <laughs> to both of them. But stick with me. Yeah, I know. Hey, by, do- by the way, you should have st- stuck to dogs. I will tell you that because with my three kids, I, I mean, I-, I realized that in the beginning. Dogs are a lot easier. And you can throw them out when they're, when they're bad, you know? So, uh, these, you days, these days, because of Instagram, people spend as much money on clothes for their dogs as they do for kids, though. It's not even cheaper. Yeah, it's silly. It- it's, it's crazy. Silly. Give me, um, you were telling Mikey, what is the fentanyl situation in Oklahoma? Okay, so we're, you know, ten, about 10 to 12 hours. It depends where you're going in the bo- on the border. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now we're seeing, I mean, even the Mexicans that are working for my family, the whole, there's a couple of different families, and they are all against this. But as far as the fentanyl, I mean, we've had so many, <laughs> it's all over the streets. Mm-hmm. And I mean, bad to the mm-hmm. point that we have a drive through here. A lady was working, and she died of fentanyl. Oh, and I don't know. If they, somebody gave her something through the drive-thru, it's, it's going cold because it's been over a year. Oh, um, but Duncan, Oklahoma, is not the same place as it used to be at that, all. Due just, to, and we have I, homeless. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, no, I know. I've Listen, even what I saw in Oklahoma City, every intersection, you know, had, you know, two or three people that were just banged up. And it was just like part of society now that we've just you accepted and see, when we were up there, I was shocked because I haven't been up there in the evening either or in nighttime. Used to, you would only see them under bridges. Mm-hmm. Now they're everywhere. My little boy was scared staying in the hotel because he, he just he couldn't believe the things that he was seeing. That is not how Oklahoma City used to look. No, that's I'm, that's what's crazy. Are. But but that's in every city in the country now because, like, the government, you know, in the name of what they call empathy is they're giving these people money. Like, they're subsidizing ten cents cities on the west coast instead of trying to help people beat the addiction or you know instead of trying to help with 
The, the, the drugs. Or yeah. The, the, whatever they use for it. You and, know, I, the, and the border I is part and parcel of that because not only are they subsidizing it, but they're letting it in. You know, Jenny, you know, it's bad when even the cows are speaking up in the background. Yeah, they're taped off, man. They're not they're having it. No, I get it. The cows want border security, and they want it now. I, I respect it. Um, I support everything the cows advocate for down there in Duncan. Right, right. Um, well, I was down at the border a couple of years ago. Or, or no, it was about a year and a half. I go down there, and I buy pottery, mm-hmm. and I bring it back here and sell it. Mm-hmm. It is so dangerous that I, I, I carry my gun right beside me in the vehicle. Wow. It, it is a totally different and I thought about going down there and just getting some more video footage, you know, mm-hmm. but it is it's it's unrecognizable there, too, where I used to go get my pottery. I felt pretty safe walking across that border mm-hmm. and doing things to this day. I, I can't. Wow. I can't. I had to meet the, the truck halfway because I was too scared to go any further. That and is nuts. and all you know what I don't understand is they have. All these, um, it looks like toll booths, but cameras where they're, mm-hmm. but there's not a person working them. Mm-hmm. So how are they controlling some of these? They're not. They have the flashing lights, but there isn't a person in there. Nope. It's all theater. I guess they're over. Yeah. They can't do it because they don't have the manpower. Well, that, most mean, of the border, Jenny, most of the border agents are working a human resources job now. They're doing paperwork. They're changing diapers. They're processing people. And that's the problem we have. And Biden keeps saying, well, we just need more money then. But the answer is not more money. The, the answer no. is less migrants, you know, enforce right. laws, you know, reimplement remain in Mexico. Listen, you get it. The cows get it. I feel like I'm preaching right. to the choir. Well, it, the thing is, is we've seen what more money does. I mean, has it helped us? No. no. They can't. They can't. can't even. I mean, the jobs around here, nobody will work. Nope. Nobody's going to work. And this is, you know, everybody is hard working in Oklahoma, but mm-hmm. nobody's going to do anything if they don't have to. Nope. And it's sad. No, uh, people, listen, I get it. I'm, I'm nominating you in 2024, Jenny, so milk those cows and get ready for the campaign trail, okay? Well, hey, you have a wonderful Christmas, and uh, be good to Jenny and Lincoln. Ho, okay? ho, ho. I like, hope they like their presents. <laughs> no, Jenny's going to do fine. Lincoln, we got to get him in check a little bit, but you'll hear him on the show on Friday. Merry Christmas, girlfriend. You're the best. Merry Christmas. Thank you. See you, Bye-bye. Jenny. There she goes. Reese is in Sheridan, Wyoming. we got to get Reese in. Yo, Reese. Well, that's a hard... Uh, Act person to follow, to follow quite yeah, honestly. She, and I, go ahead. She didn't say yes for her uh, candidacy for no. the 2024 presidential election. And you asked me last time if mm-hmm. I would have taken mm-hmm. that, and I'm like, no way, Jose. Um, <laughs> no, no. But, who am I going to throw my weight behind? I thought I had Ginny. She sounds like she's turning it down. You know, you don't, no way, you're not leaving the bar to run for office. We got 40 seconds. Just give me this really quick, Reese, because you have a lot of wisdom. Uh, if you're a Republican senator, do you vote yes or no on the spending bill? I vote hell no. No chance. Hell no. No. No way. It's ridiculous. We, uh, we're at 17 below zero. Wind chill is probably oh negative 40. <laughs> I think is what they're calling for here. Well, and it's so freaking cold. I'll tell you what, brother. <laughs> Reese, you're a you're a great caller, a terrible tourism ambassador to Wyoming, though. I got to be honest. We'll do it again soon. Merry Christmas, my man. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are fired up. For a big hour on this show, Raymond Arroyo. 
going to be here. He's one half of the Ingram Angle, a show I was on last night. If you missed it, we'll throw it on the Fox Across America Facebook page shortly as a means of promoting tonight's appearance on Waters World right here on the Fox News channel. But right now, I'm actually just going to do my job, which is to host the pants off of this radio show, a show you can be a part of at 888-788-9910. You know the rules this hour and every hour on Fox Across America. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat, a Libertarian, an Independent. You could be a member of the Whig Party, for all I care. Just don't be a... That is all. Uh, Ukraine's President Zelensky has arrived at the White House. So for the first time in two years, we now have a president standing in the Oval Office who speaks English. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know the thing. Now, to be clear, that was actually decent English. He just kind of lost his way, didn't really stick the landing on the sentence. But the point being. Uh, is the shakedown is now underway. Uh, This omnibus spending bill, which includes another $40 billion for Ukraine, is going to be sold to the American people tonight in a primetime address by Ukraine's president to a joint session of Congress. He is going to speak, Putin bad, things are awful, give me more money. Have we audited the money we already sent this guy? The answer would be no. Now, I'm bringing this up, and I want you to understand, we live in a very intellectually lazy time now. And people who just want to get you mad at Fox or get you mad at the other political party, okay, don't necessarily deploy the full context of anything when they issue an opinion on one of our opinions. And what I mean by this, okay, is me having issues with the money we're giving to Ukraine will easily be conflated by some people in the media as, oh, you just support Putin then. You're a Putin puppet. You don't want to help Ukraine. No, listen. We have helped Ukraine a great deal. Um, What I'd like to ultimately see happen is a de-escalation of the conflict is what I'd like to see happen. I don't want to help Putin. I don't want to hurt Ukraine. But the problem right now is we've given Ukraine over $40 billion and we're not allowed to audit the money. Meaning Rand Paul proposed a bill. And he said, hey, if we're just going to Venmo Ukraine $2 billion every time Putin sends a rocket... Seeing as, you know, the United Nations themselves would identify Ukraine as one of the biggest corruption risks in the world, shouldn't we at least be auditing this money to make sure it's going where it's supposed to go? And everybody in Washington was like, hey, shut up, Rand Paul. What are you talking? No, we're not going to audit the money. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. That's basically what they said to him. So now you got Ukraine's president back at the White House now showing up in person to get a raise in his little war allowance. And again, I have great reverence, concern and consideration for what's going on in Ukraine. Okay, we lost a colleague covering the war. Okay, we've had colleagues gravely injured covering this war. Okay, not to mention that you don't have to work for me to have my concerns and sympathies and prayers if you're getting injured in the war. I have concern and consideration for everybody in harm's way which is why I'd like to see us end the war. Okay, but the reason we're not making any effort to end the war and we're only going to increase funding is because war is really good for the bottom line in Washington. They love war. Oh, gosh. Are they going to go get a couple people killed so they can make a trillion bucks? Woo, let's get them. And uh, all I'm saying is, hey, let's. so Zelensky's going to show up tonight. You're going to get a slideshow of blown up people. It's horrific destroyed schools and buildings and hospitals. Again, we know war is bad. 
but the slideshow takes place as a means of getting you on board with not questioning what they're doing. Bingo. That's the point. It's like when they can relentlessly play January 6th footage. We all know January 6th is bad. But the reason they keep playing it is they want you to believe you have no right to question the outcome of an election because it could lead to another January 6th. No, I'm not telling you 2020 was stolen. I think we voted in an unprecedented manner. But I am telling you that's the game here. Hey, you can't question it. It'll lead to more of this violence. Don't question it. Just go back to bed. Questioning an election is treason. Yet how many montages have I played you of Democrats telling you the 2016 election was stolen? Okay, we have three of them in our permanent audio bed. They're all about two minutes long, and they have about 25 Democrats in them saying stolen. The machines were hacked in 2016. Russia stole it. They control our government. Everything they're telling you you can't do because it's a danger to the well-being of people around you. They themselves are doing. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So as this gets underway, okay, we will continue to monitor this situation. But almost as insane on another level as, you know, unchecked money to Ukraine and a $1.7 trillion spending bill is we now have Democrats, when they're not spending you into oblivion, are now calling, are now calling to bring back mask mandates. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? So there's been this ramp up, you know, because people have... Increased cases of the flu. The flu is back. Last year, we had zero cases of the flu because, you know, if you got the flu, they just said you had COVID. That's how it worked. I think he's got a point. Okay, this time around, where the flu's a thing, RSV's a thing. And uh, we even had our New York City Mayor, Eric Adams, who took time out of his busy schedule of popping bottles with models in nightclubs to start urging people to put their masks back on when they're walking around in New York City. Now, I want to be clear. If you're walking around in New York City, I'm a former New York City cab driver. Do stand-up in all the clubs, you know, I work at Fox News. That puts me on the subway every damn day coming uptown. Okay, if you are walking around New York City, COVID is not a top 10 health risk in this city. Not a top 10 health risk in terms of all the germs and filth and horrors that you encounter in a one-mile walk down the street in New York City. If you come here and spend New Year's Eve in Times Square and you leave with COVID, you'll be delighted that it was just COVID. Oh, thank God. Thought it was something much worse. But the mayor says, you know, New York, we got to look out for each other. We got to throw on our masks. Do we have any data? Any data, even a little, that says masks work. Okay, folks, the old adage you hear it a lot on the show is when you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, pound the table. Democrats pound the table on a lot of things, okay, because they don't have facts to support them. Okay, we know Pfizer testified under oath they didn't even test this vaccine to determine whether or not it stopped transmission from person to person. But the Democrats, armed with zero facts, went ahead and pounded the table, calling it a pandemic of the unvaccinated, saying the unvaccinated were getting us killed, and it was time to start shaming these people. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because, frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck. 
for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I'm surrounded by idiots. How great is that Whoopi Goldberg, by the way, at the end saying shame on you? She's the noted medical expert that recommended Jill Biden for Surgeon General, despite the fact that Jill Biden is not a medical doctor. Do you remember that one? This is who's shaming you, shaming you over your medical decisions, this woman. Dr. Jill becomes a Surgeon General, his wife. Yeah, Jill Biden. Jill Biden's wife, because she, you know, he would never do it, but she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I thought she was I a doctor and PhD. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I could know. be wrong. Maybe I thought she was. Yeah, a teacher. I think she's. She's oh. a teacher, but. <laughs> but that's the one shaming you, shaming you over your medical decisions. The one who thought Jill Biden was a doctor. These are idiots. These are stupid people. But they pound the table. Okay, it's no different than climate change. Ah, climate change. Oh, we did this on Outnumbered yesterday. CBS News reporting that climate change is causing increased turbulence on airplanes. Is there any data outsoever to correlate with that? The answer would be no. No, they don't give you facts. They give you weaponized emotion. You're a monster. Put on your mask. You're going to get people killed if you get COVID. Folks, if the vaccine works, if the mask works, and you are armed with both, then you are at no risk to anybody else out there, correct? I mean, if the, ma- if the mask works, vaccine works. Again, I never call people up and go, hey, Jenny's feeling a little frisky. Could you guys down the block all put on some condoms too, just in case, you know what I mean? No, it's not how it works. You don't ask your neighbor to put on a winter coat so you don't get frostbite. But they want you to believe, you know, when it comes to COVID, uh, it's not a personal choice, it's a group choice. Folks, the vaccinated now make up more COVID deaths, a higher percentage, 58% in the last recorded month. We have more COVID deaths amongst the vaccinated than we do amongst the unvaccinated. Think about that for a second. But here they are trying to pass the same draconian stupidity, and they're trying to frame this as some type of a moral issue, and, you know, you got to do your part. We're all in this together. When Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, says we're all in this together, by this he means the champagne room. Ah, we're all in here. It's packed to tell the waitresses to speed it up. But here he is talking about it, okay, saying what? No, the mask, you got to bring them back. So let me read it to you because it's fascinating stuff, okay? Okay, Mayor says, you know, when COVID-19 hit New York almost three years ago, New Yorkers looked out for each other and followed the advice of our health experts, all of which was wrong, told us to lock down, told us to shut down schools, all of it harmed kids, screwed people up mentally and emotionally, Higher rates of substance abuse, suicide, chemical dependency, domestic abuse, bad stuff. He added, with the holiday season in full swing and cases of COVID-19 and flu and RSV rising, we're asking New Yorkers to protect themselves and their loved ones once again. Mask up, get tested, get treated if you're eligible, and if you haven't gotten your flu shot or your COVID booster, we encourage you to roll up your sleeve. Yo, the booster is not stopping anybody from getting COVID. Nor do we have any available data on how this booster will affect you or your children or your women's reproductive health long term. But they're pushing it anyway. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. And why are they pushing it? Because this has become like, uh, it's weird, but they're like a cult. It's like Fluanon. Okay, they're a cult called Fluanon where they all worship at the altar of COVID and COVID restrictions and big government overreach. 
But every one of these things, every one of these implemented procedures led to higher rates of COVID. I mean, you look at Ron DeSantis down in Florida. He has the second oldest elderly population in America. Okay, in America. And despite not locking down, despite not forcing kids out of school, despite not shutting down businesses, allowing people to rely on their own self-preservation instincts, they went about their business, and Florida has better transmission rates and mortality rates than any of these big blue states that locked everything down. Oh, wow! Okay, so understand, when you start pushing crap like this, you're not pushing it in the name of public health. Some of it actually is control. Some of it actually just is ignorance and stupidity. But a lot of it is these are people who really do run. Like if you're Eric Adams, you're the mayor of New York, you become mayor of New York by just catering to the moral superiority, to the self-righteousness of the people who actually show up and vote in this town. This is how New York works, okay? Just so you know, I I grew up here in Long Island, uh, drove a cab most of my adult life in the city, and now, you know, I'm a media guy here at Fox News and doing comedy around town. I've worked here my whole life. I know everybody um, in every circle you can imagine. I know everybody at the other TV networks. I know all the big-name comics you see on TV because I've opened for most of them. Um, And anybody in between, I've driven around in my cab, whether we're talking about, you know, people that are local officials or, you know, the women of the night who make their money selling their bodies in fancy hotels. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. I know everybody. Like, for real, right now to this day, I could get you anything. As a former New York City cab driver, I could get you anything in 30 minutes. Like, if you wanted an elephant, I could get – you wouldn't have the elephant in your possession in 30 minutes, but I could get you a firm commitment that the elephant would be delivered to you somewhere down on Baxter Street in Chinatown probably by about 7 o'clock tonight. Anything on earth you want in this town, I can find you to this day. I mean, I know the underworld in and out and upside down because that's what you do as a cab driver. And you learn human nature really, really well. What New York runs on in this town, okay, is about 30% of this town is just a drug-addled mess. Sitting out on the streets, panhandling, shooting up. Sadly, peeing on themselves, sleeping on sidewalks and in subway cars and everything in between. And then the people who are actually functioning and thriving, okay, that actually vote in our elections are well-heeled liberal elites, very rich white people who basically come into the city a few days a year to vote for Democrats. And then they flee to the Hamptons and they flee to Sag Harbor, okay? They flee to Greenwich, Connecticut, or they head down to the Jersey Shore so they can get away from the filth that they left behind in the city. He knows what he's talking about. You're damn right I do. Every once in a while you'll read one of those essays. Like Jerry Seinfeld is the funniest thing in the world. During the pandemic he wrote that big essay about, you know, New York's not dead. New York's better than ever. He wrote that from Sag Harbor. That was absolutely dreadful. And that became the running joke. Guy like Howard Stern. Don't listen to these Republicans. New York is fine. Howard Stern hasn't done a show in New York City in over two years. He's not coming anywhere near New York. But all of these people will vote for these policies, these big bloated blue state government policies, because of the moral superiority and the self-righteousness that comes with doing so. They just want to get out and say once a year that they know better than you. So put on your mask, whether it works or not. Since early May, after I threw the old ones away, cause Fauci said I didn't need them. 
All the kids have to wear them in school They don't care if you look like a fool Man, it seems like a stupid rule But what do you expect from Joe Biden? The master back in town The master back in town I said The master back in town The master back in town You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Tell you, one of the best things about working at Fox News headquarters in New York City is you never know who's going to drop in. It being Christmas, this next guest was so insistent upon wishing all of you a Merry Christmas, he agreed to barrel into my studio for a minute and 40 seconds. Raymond Arroyo is here. Jimmy Fallon, Merry Christmas to everybody across America and to you. I cannot wait to see you on New Year's Eve. That's a big thing, Raymond. But I I want the listeners to know that this meant enough to you, that you agreed to these terms, these rules of engagement. That's right. Um, He crowbars into the studio. It's kind of heat he has. I'm like Santa Claus. I I shimmy in (laughs) through the crack in the door, and Jimmy (laughs) said, the mic is hot. Go. You've got a minute 40. I said, thanks a lot. Great. (laughs) a smash and grab. Oh, well, you, you got know, Kissinger of, coming on this thing next? To, What's to people happening? familiar with our work, this is actually going to feel long. Yeah. I'm kidding. You stop. <laughs> like, come on. Are you, Keep guys, moving. Keep you guys moving. are still going on. So, uh, so you're off to, you? are you going to disclose where you're traveling for Christmas? I will be. I know nobody likes a show off. I will be in Wapakoneta, Ohio, birthplace oh. of Neil Armstrong. Oh, Yucking lucky it up on the, you. in dairy country. <laughs> oh, it's going to get rowdy, Raymond. Milking cows yes. in the afternoon. So That'll the thing be about New Year's Eve is not only will I be dressed with the rhinestones of Elvis, but I will now now possess his physique. Oh, wonderful! That dairy <laughs> At the family, end, circa nineteen seventy-four. You better believe it. Yeah, Maybe, he died I mean, in seventy-six. Yeah, yeah, I think seventy-seven. It was, uh, it was oh, yeah, August sixteenth, okay. uh, Raymond. But you are the king of this show. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Everybody, to you, buy Jimmy, a copy of family. the Wise Men Who Found Christmas. And Raymond, the party's over. I miss you already. I'll, I'll see you in the new year. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Playing host as we speak to Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky. Zelensky sporting his ready-for-combat look. He's rocking a sweatshirt in the White House like he's a Pennsylvania senator. Uh, and they're talking about all the money being spent to Ukraine and this and that and everything in between. Doug is in Odessa, Texas, and he has a theory on why Biden's spending this money. Yo, Doug. 
Hello, Jimmy. Let's go back about three years when uh, Vice President Joe is shooting his mouth off, showing himself to be the big guy, Mm -hmm. telling everybody if they didn't fire a certain prosecutor, then they weren't going to get the billion. Mm -hmm. But now, maybe it's if uh, Mr. Zelensky doesn't deliver hard evidence that might implicate him and his son. He won't get the $54 billion. Oh, are you saying it's hush money? Is that what you're saying? Far be it from me. <laughs> well, as we speak, Zelensky is, pre- is presenting Biden with some type of a medal. We're watching this play out on TV. Yeah, and- there's probably gold. <laughs> and they're about to spend a lot of money. Now, my issue, and maybe this is yours, is it's one thing to have to support this because you don't, you know, welcome Putin's aggression. But the fact that we can't audit this money is, to me, like a red flag, especially because we've already spent so much money. You'd want to know if you're spending like $40 billion, I'd want to know if it was necessary, no? I would also want to know what it is. Yeah. And it's weird that we can't do that. And Rand Paul proposed uh, a bill that would audit every dollar being sent, and they told him, no, that's you know unpatriotic, you're on Putin's side. And it's so it's amazing that they get away with that because enough— and How much of this money, how much of this money finds itself back into some pockets in this country? I mean politicians' pockets. I know. And that... their families' pockets. Well, listen, there's a reason they're releasing Trump's tax returns today. It's because oh, yeah. they Let's don't not release Joe's. Yeah, they don't want to release theirs. Like you get it. You you get <laughs> yeah, how this works. Yeah, I get it. And 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 if anybody's stuff has ever been turned inside out before he signed his name on it, it was Donald Trump's tax information. Yep. It's fascinating the way they get they do that with him, because like the whole Trump thing was, you know, Trump was a friend of all of these people for, you know, 40 years before he ran for president. You know, he hosted a show on NBC for 14 years. So all the people. Yeah. Here's the lesson for the American people from our political class. How dare you? This is what's going to happen to you if you deign to run for president and you are not a politician. This is what will happen to you and your family and everyone you know. Mm-hmm. That little myth you grew up with that anybody can grow up to be president of the United States, this is being proven to be BS. And out here in West Texas, that's bulk solid. <laughs> way, to, way to stick the landing, Doug. Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Hey, by the way, while you're milking those cows, mm-hmm. don't fall under the influence of any white Russians. <laughs> you're the best. you got to love Odessa, Texas. If you've ever flown into Midland, Odessa, it's one of the greatest experiences you'll ever have. It's like flying into the Dayton Airport. Just fantastic. Wonderful people. Everybody's in a pleasant mood. You know, me and Jenny flew out of Dayton on Sunday. And it was like everybody was so sweet. There were like three of us in the whole airport. And we landed at LaGuardia, and it was the actual running of the bulls. It was crazy. People shoving and pushing and, you know, clotheslining you. It's like a Black Friday sale. It was rowdy. But right now the only thing up for sale is the country. Uh, Biden meeting with the Ukrainian president in the Oval moments ago. They did a photo op. Biden stood before the cameras and read from a note card. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. 
Uh, and basically what's happening now uh, as this omnibus spending bill comes to a potential vote tonight is we're about at a time when, you know, print and spend economics has gotten us to $32 trillion in debt and a 40-year high in inflation. We're about to print and spend another $1.7 trillion that we don't have. So what's going on in Washington this week, you know, it really plays into the mindset, the energy, and the sensibility of my show. Uh, Honestly, uh, I don't mean, uh, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm trying to break through to anyone listening to this broadcast for the first time who is just fascinated by how basic it is, how, wow, this guy clearly has no formal media training whatsoever. Like, is he even the host? Is this a potential hostage situation? The real host must be tied up in the corner, honey. Let's stay tuned. This is going to play out. It's going to be really interesting when that guy unties himself. I mean, I think that's half of the people who listen to the show for the first time. They're like, this isn't the media guy. This guy doesn't have much of an education now, does he, honey? Who is this man (laughs) saying these words? But the point is, what I'm trying to get through to people in saying is we have completely, a lot of us anyway, lost sight of the fact that these politicians are supposed to work for us. It's supposed to work for us as a, as a people, as a team. And uh, they're not serving our interests in Washington the way they're supposed to now. You know, when you start spending this kind of money and you read what's actually allocated in this bill, let me give you some of what's in the omnibus spending bill so we can just talk about this, you know, really quickly while I have your time here today. It's actual madness in terms of what gets allocated. And this is how they get something like this passed. This is from the Heritage uh, site. Okay. The, this bill will spend $1.2 million for something called services for DACA recipients, which is taxpayer funds to illegal immigrants at San Diego Community College. One million for Zora's House in Ohio, a co-working and community space for gender expansive people of color. So gender expansive means anything not traditional biology. Okay, gender expansive people of color in Ohio are getting one million dollars for Zora's House. Three million for the American LGBTQ plus museum in New York City. Okay, they're going to open a museum to LGBTQ, so you can go look at them like they're exhibits. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know that it's totally necessary. I welcome them. I tolerate them. I want them included in society, and I want them to feel safe everywhere they go. But again, I don't know how necessary. A $3.6 million for a Michelle Obama trail in Georgia. So they're building like a hiking trail and name it after Michelle Obama for $3.6 million. 750000 for the LGBT and gender nonconforming housing in Albany, New York. Now, I got to be honest with you, 750000 for housing in Albany is going to build you about a half an apartment. So it's not as much as it sounds like to the rest of the country. Baltimore is getting $2 million for the great blacks in wax. What the hell did you just say? They're having a wax museum of great black people. Uh, $2 million for the great blacks in wax museum in Baltimore. 856000 for the LGBT Center in New York which is not to be confused with the $3 million LGBTQ plus museum in New York. Uh, $750,000 for the Trans-Latin Coalition to provide workforce development programs and supportive services for transgender and gender nonconforming and intersex immigrant women in Los Angeles. Let me read that to you again because I don't know that you followed it the first time. The $750,000 for the Trans-Latin Coalition 
to provide workforce development programs and supportive services for transgender and gender nonconforming and intersex immigrant women in Los Angeles. Do you speak any English? I know. It didn't sound like English. The vocabulary is evolving rather quickly in this moment. But basically, most of what they're allocating the pork towards is, you know, a lot of woke, progressive ideology, okay, that's, you know, justified because they want you to believe people are under attack in this country. Nobody's under attack, okay? This is the most tolerant and inclusive society the world has ever known. Yes, there has been pushback when it comes to teaching sex ed to five-year-olds. Yes, there is pushback when it comes to the barbaric practice of allowing five-year-olds, eight-year-olds, ten-year-olds to make a life-altering choice about their body in the form of injecting hormone blockers, you know, and things that will repress, you know, suppress their, pu- their puberty and their development. Okay, a lot of people are against that. Why? Because if you raise a child, you know, children go through phases. The age of five, they might have a favorite song or a favorite show or a favorite toy that they won't have three months in. Okay, that they won't have by the age of six. This idea that you're going to let somebody surgically alter their body at a time when their development is just so fluid is barbaric to people who've raised children. Unless you're, you know, one of these boutique Democrats, there's a lot of people on the Democratic side of the aisle that see trans children as like fashion accessories. It's like, do you remember when Paris Hilton walked around with a dog in her purse? There are a lot of woke lunatics out there that are forcing this ideology on children because it's become this year's hottest new woke fashion accessory. That's what they're doing right now out there in, you know, parts of the country, man. Everything woke turns to It's crazy. But a lot of what we're spending this money on is not something anybody was sitting around saying, hey, we got to do this. Hey, yeah, all right. But as Chadwick Moore said earlier in the week on the show, Chadwick Moore is a gay, gay journalist, editor at The Spectator, said the reason the Democrats keep adding letters to the alphabet, okay? Five years ago, it was LGB, okay? Lesbian, gay, and bisexual. That was the alphabet. It has since become LGBT, which is trans, Q, which is queer, I, which is, I think, intersex, A, which I believe is asexual, and plus, which means, oh, A is ally, so you're an ally to that community. So you're not gay, you're not bi, you're not trans, you're not queer, you're not intersex, but you are an ally to all of those people. What the hell did you just say? I don't know. (laughs) But again, I don't begrudge them this, but what I'm trying to say is they keep adding letters to the alphabet because every time there's a new letter, there's a new group of people to pretend are oppressed. And by pretending people are oppressed, you can leverage that for political influence by saying you're fighting on behalf of this fake oppression. You're just looking out for these people. So give me more money. People are oppressed. So we've got to let men compete in women's sports despite the fact that there are vast biological differences between the two. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Okay, but we're supposed to pretend with a straight face biology isn't a thing anymore, it doesn't exist. The follow the science crowd wants you to believe there is no science when it comes to gender, it's just a construct. And to drive that point home, we're about to allocate in this spending bill that we know of about $15 million more dollars to make that point to spend on behalf of straw man arguments of oppression and intolerance and in violence and in attacks. When in truth, the only thing being attacked by all of this funding is women. 
is the biological construct of women. When you say birthing persons, you are erasing women. Why? Because only women, scientifically, can give birth. When you say people who menstruate, you are erasing women. Why? Because only biological women can menstruate. Thank you. Okay, I understand people want to identify as things and dress up as things, and I'm not telling them they can't. But when you start changing the rules to accommodate them at the expense of everyone else, that's not tolerance or inclusion. That is exclusion. Okay, if you want to be a trans male swimmer, I think you should just compete against other trans male swimmers or trans female swimmers. Why? Because of the biological differences that give man a huge advantage. You don't have one story of a biological female who transitioned to a male and then won every single race and event known to man. That's true. That is true. Do you want to know why? Because there's the biological difference that would put the female, the biological female, at a disadvantage against the biological male. But in the name of tolerance and inclusion, we're going to go spend another 15 million bucks to further this lie. And it's not because they care about trans people. If they cared about trans people, they wouldn't have ostracized Caitlyn Jenner. You think in the trans movement, Caitlyn Jenner is the Jackie Robinson of trans people. You know, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and integrated Major League Baseball. Okay, Caitlyn Jenner was the first celebrity trans person. And she came out and was on the cover of Vanity's Fair at the behest of the Democrats in Hollywood. She was then given an ESPN Courage Award at the behest of the Democrats and the tolerant, inclusive people in Hollywood and on the left. And then she announced that she was a Republican. And what did they do when that came out? Get her out. Get her out of here. So you understand, when they start spending for this tolerance, when they start yelling about inclusion, yeah, it's inclusion if you vote Democrat. Okay, but they don't care if you don't, which is why all of this money, every dollar of it being spent to erase women and to prop up fake oppression is being done because the grievance benefits them. Okay, and that's the only science we have to support anything regarding this discussion between men and women's sports. Listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
bottom of the ninth on this show. We're about to take our talents over to the TV side of town. I will be on Waters World tonight, 7 o'clock here on the Fox News Channel. Tomorrow, you'll see me in action on the Sean Hannity Show. That's 9 o'clock tomorrow night. And then, of course, Friday, if you still need a little more fail vision myself and Harris Faulkner getting the band back together on the Faulkner Focus. And Friday night, I will be subbing in for Greg Gutfeld on the 5. Normally, you know, you fill in for the number one rated late night show in the country, people would say you got, you know, big shoes to fill. But in Greg's case, they're only like a size four and a half, so I'll be fine. But either way, I am wishing prosperity to you and yours as we go our separate ways in the words of Journey. Uh, We are back here to do the damn thing again tomorrow as we inch closer to Christmas. Santa is coming. Last I checked, no vaccine mandates in the North Pole. The reindeer are at full strength. They're going to be here bringing you presents, kids. The show's over. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.